talk to the Lord in Brooklyn. Yeah. He can hear us in heaven. church, I forget what it was. Was it the man up testifying? Anyway, it was singing a certain song. And the Spirit of God moved wonderfully. 
And uh, my other brother goes to another church about 50 miles, well, 45 miles up the road <clears throat> and said, man, we had a good, we almost had camp meeting when the men come out of their Sunday school class Sunday morning and said, we just started singing a song and we started praying for one another. They said, what song was that? Same song. <laughs> just miles apart. Same song. It's wonderful how the Lord works sometimes, ain't it? Is that the same song we're singing now? No, it's not this one. <laughs> if I knew which one it was and if we had the music, it's, it's basically a chorus and, and one we don't, I don't even know if it's in here, but it's just one spontaneous thing, I think. But Heaven's Jubilee. Yes,
Is anybody here tonight? Mm,
I'm on my way to the mansions. Yes. Man, I know some translations, and a very popular one, says, so in my father's house are many rooms. That's right. <laughs> Bible, I read, said many mansions. Yeah, that's right. The greatest gift of all, the greatest glory of all will be with him. Amen? That's right. So uh, I'm not going to necessarily argue over that. <clears throat> but I be like Abraham Lincoln. I'm going to lean <laughs> toward mansions. They <Yeah. laughs> uh, said, said, how you want, where do you want us to bury you? Because I think his first wife died, I believe me. Anyway, he said, when you put me down there, tilt me toward her. <laughs> so I'm going to lean in that direction, okay? <laughs> Many mansions. Yeah. <clears throat> I've seen some mighty uh, superhuman things made. In the, I, I saw a couple of things going down the interstate coming in this evening. I think, what is that? On the back of those trucks. Just, just it, was, it was basically parts of a great big machine. I'm yeah. thinking, if man can think and build machines to make that machine, right. what is the Lord yeah. capable of doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we have no reason to go around mully grubbing. Yeah. Uh, what did yeah. they say? Like long face, like a Missouri mule. But, <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad we can be a happy Christian. Yeah. Lord help us and will. We can sail on through our tough times. You want to have a special prayer need to see? Right. Anyone else? Pray for Brother Wayne. He's yes. up in Kentucky this morning. Sounds like there's some issues. We just don't know exactly what they're going. Pray, keep him in prayer. Yes. Also, if you would remember my wife, she's uh, very sick at home. So please remember her from prayer. And uh, also Heather and, Heather and Peggy, just remember them in prayer. 
least remember my mom and my dad too. And uh, right my brother and my sister, my middle brother and my sister right there close, which is good. But you know, they have the stress of it every day, all time. So please pray for them. <clears throat> Thank the Lord for bringing my dad through COVID, it looks like. He still tests positive, but they say clinically, he's pretty much over it, whatever that means, uh, in the doctor's eyes. So, but he's extremely weak. Please remember them. Uh, I don't remember who it is. <clears throat> Some revivals. Oh, yeah. Um, Brother Dwayne's got a revival starting Sunday through Wednesday with Brother Alan Smith. And then I just heard that uh, Brother Teague is supposed to be up at uh, Swainsboro. So. Same week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's remember these needs and let's find a place to pray and ask the Lord to help us tonight. And it needs in the service. Don't forget to praise him. Amen. Yes. Amen. Let's pray.
and uh, I appreciate that the Lord made it possible because it, reading the scriptures, it looks like there was quite a bit of time there that people just couldn't just go before the Lord and pray. Yeah. It doesn't look like it. it looked like they had to go through a priest and all that. Yeah. But I thank the Lord we don't have to do that. We still have to go through a priest, but he's our high priest. Amen. Amen. And uh, he is one that's been touched by the feelings of our infirmities. And I appreciate the Lord so much for that. Um, when you were talking about those big things, I read an article yesterday about some kind of centrifugal thing that they're working on, NASA's working on, to send stuff up to the moon. You seen it, Brother Ron? Oh, yeah. It's humongous. And from a distance, just looks like a circle type thing. But when you start getting up closer, the people are about like this, up next to it. And it basically takes the missile, spins it around, and then too, throws it up into the air. Kind of like them little games we used to have when we were kids. Yeah. And so uh, they say they're up to about 23,500 feet. But they're shooting for like 50,000 feet. And so, wanting to be here, it's, that's something, isn't it? <laughs> huh? No, no, no testimonies on these. He's just, he's just missiles. But uh, I appreciate the Lord. He's good to us. Amen. And uh, no matter how big things are here on the earth, our God is bigger. Yes. So much bigger. So much bigger. And so... Um, we're going to come to you here this evening for offering Brother Robert to come and uh, we do appreciate everything that you've been doing last week, whether it was kind of implement. Uh, anyway, they couldn't get out regularly. I think Brother uh, Jamie and some of them did get out a little bit uh, Saturday, but we will be needing to try to get out and uh, knock on doors and and pray and seek the Lord and see if the Lord has some folks that we can bring in the church. Yeah. Amen. All right, Brother brother Robert. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you once again for this opportunity to be in your house, Lord, and bless the service once it's here today, too. Just need your children to have power to worship you, Father. Amen. Amen. No other name in heaven in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I appreciate the Lord. Okay, you got somebody working on that. So uh, it's uh, it's very very important. And uh, <laughs> anyway, thank the Lord. So.
And he was kind of crazy, and he got into a lot of things he shouldn't have gotten into, and, and maybe hit some drugs and alcohol, and just doing all kinds of things. And the Lord has turned this young man wow. around. Thank the Lord. It is a complete turnout. I have heard his conversation before and after, and I kept looking and listening. Is he going to flip? Is he going to flip? No, he didn't flip. You know? It's like that old man was not there. Right. Everything was about, uh, I'm learning in Sunday school this, or uh, in my discipleship program, it's like this, you know, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. But I thank God that he still turns lives around. Still does. Yes. That's right. Yes. You know, one day when we were gone, things were going a little rough. Probably left the motel room, so he didn't know. I knelt down, down by that bed, and I prayed yeah. until I felt that I knew the Lord yeah. had heard and was working on it. Yeah, that's right. And so we can yeah. call on him, and no matter what, he listens and answers. Thank the Lord.
He is always faithful. Yeah. Yeah. He is always faithful. There are many. We're living in a. Um, <laughs> we're living in interesting times, and we are living in a time when um, you can ask them, "When was God not faithful?" And they'll they'll pull out their little list. Huh? There are people that will do that to us today. But I want to tell you something. He is always faithful to his people. Come on. If you are his people, he is always faithful. Amen. And so the important part is to make sure which side we are on. Amen. That we are on his side. Um. I've had a, I'm not trying to in any way uh, say anything bad. I've just had a couple of weeks that I've, I've been struggling. And so y'all pray for us. Pray for us if you would. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm uh, chapter 73. Psalm chapter 73. Uh, I've preached from this off and on through the years. Um... I think it's an important psalm for us, and I, I'm hoping that it will help you and encourage you here this evening. Psalm 73, and we will start in verse 1. Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their deaths, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compassed them about as a chain, Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more uh, than heart can wish. And they are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning, I'm sorry, wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore his people are returned hither and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued Chasten every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood therein. Surely thou hast set them in slippery places Thou castest them down 
into destruction. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. And we thank you, Lord, that in your word we can find the situations that are so much like what we're going through in our lives. I pray, Lord, here tonight that you would anoint these feeble, feeble lips of clay. And would you come by and uh, put the words into our mouths. Help us to bring forth your word. And I pray, Lord, that your word would not come back void. But, Lord, that it would go forth and it would encourage and strengthen and help people in the situation where they're in right yeah. this moment. Yeah. Come by, Lord, we ask and we pray. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. 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 Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. Yeah. Folks, you need to realize that God does have his favorites. Yes, he does. He looks to those that have a clean heart. Yes, he does. And in this day and hour, we can only have a clean heart by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. But we also see that for Asaph, it says, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. My steps had well nigh slipped. In these scriptures, if you looked in the Hebrew where it said, my feet, it talks about the feet being stretched out. Here in that, we only see one feet, but it's, it, it uses the Hebrew word stretched out feet twice. In other words, shoo, huh? You ever had your feet slipped out from underneath you? Huh? And he said, my steps had well nigh slipped. Why? Why was Asaph in this condition? Why was he there? Well, I want to tell you something. We don't need to point fingers at somebody like that because a lot of times in our lives, we can be in similar places. And uh, really and truly, this, these scriptures speak to every generation uh, and all of those who are trying to follow Jesus Christ. This is actually talking about a place in our journey. This is a test and a trial that each of us will face. It's not a matter of might face, you will face it. It will come to you. It is like a stop on a railroad uh, train that you're going down the road. At some point in time, this test will come before each and every one of us. Amen. That's why God has got it in his word there. And so it is a place to test our resolve, to test uh, uh, our intentions, to test our steel, and to test our true love for Christ. Yeah. It is. As sinful humans, we face the test and trial like this at work and at school and at home, uh, all around us, even in church. And so we may, uh, may say we do not have a problem, but whenever our strength is little, and whenever our prayer life is even less, we have a tendency to look around. 
and to look over the fence yeah, right. and to check out mm -hmm. what, what it's like yeah, over true. there. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I didn't have this in my notes, but uh, you know, when I was growing up, one of the sayings was, it's always greener on the other side. Uh -huh. Huh? Uh, I remember somebody coming around answering it said, you know why it's always greener on the other side? It's AstroTurf. AstroTurf. <laughs> or it's over a septic tank. There you go. And so we're going to have that greener thing over there. To see how we are doing compared to our friends, and our neighbors, our church family, or those in our natural family, we have a tendency to compare. It is so dangerous for us. Yes. Folks, each yes. and every one of us are individuals. That's right. And though we may all go through common tests and trials, okay, we are not the same. And the Lord, he will go, he's going to bring us through those tests and trials, but we've got to walk that on our own. Amen. And just because Brother Robert or Brother Robert or Brother Jamie passed through a test, in a certain way, when we get to that test, that may not be the way that we have to pass through it. But we have got to pass through it. Amen. 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 And so, <clears throat> when we look around and we see our friends making lots of money or buying lots of toys, we wonder, how are they doing that? Huh? You've never been there, have you? And when... Church people that we deem to be lesser than ourselves or either lesser spiritually or intellectually are blessed. We think, Lord, why would you bless them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm preaching more than what you're responding to. Amen. Come on. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I can tell you, been there and done that. Be in a camp meeting and you've got a message and you're all hot and ready to preach and they put somebody up there and you think, why would they put them up to preach? <laughs> I can tell you why they put them up to preach and not me. It's because of my pride and that guy's got the message that you thought you had. Come on. God knows how to bring up he knows how to sit down. I've learned how to let the Lord set me down and to be quiet. So here in these scriptures, Asaph is facing the same type trials that we go through. And he is trying to help us, even though he wrote that about 2,037 years of God. <laughs> huh? Everything's new. There's nothing new. Under the sun. Come on. And so here, uh, I'd like to go through some of this and hopefully I'll not take too long with it. But um, in these scriptures, he talks about why he was envious. Verse 3 says, For I was envious at the foolish. He was envious uh, at the foolish here in that particular word 
uh, foolish is not the normal word used for foolish. Yeah. This particular word for foolish is actually clear or bright or shining. It means to shine, to be clear uh, of sound. Maybe somebody's got a great voice, huh? You ever seen somebody that could preach and had a great voice? Or being very colorful, to shine, to make a show, to boast, and thus to be uh, clamorously foolish, to rave, to celebrate, also to stultify. I had to look that one up too, okay? But it basically means to just kind of go crazy and all that kind of stuff and to act like one is insane. The foolish. A lot of times we look at people and they, hey, look at me, look at my big boat, look at my big truck, look at my big house. He never says, come look at my big bills, okay? <laughs> but he's got all these other big things that he's wanting us to look at, you know? That's what it's talking about. Asaph had become envious of the foolish. Huh? Envious of those. He says, he was looking at the prosperity of the wicked. Huh? He was looking at how they were prosperous. And also, here, that word prosperity also is talking about the peace of the wicked. It seems like they don't have any troubles. Seem like they are all calm, no problems. Uh, it goes on, he said, for there are no bands in their death. In other words, it doesn't seem like there's any pain or torment whenever he dies. It just seemed like they're just all okay. It goes on, he says, but their strength is firm. They're strong even down to their last breath. They are not emancipated. They're not weak uh, whenever they die. They don't seem to be diseased or uh, anything like that. They're, they have strength. They're firm. Huh? And then he goes on. He said they are not troubled or plagued as other men. Huh? Everything seems to be going their way. They don't have all these setbacks. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compass them about as a chain. Huh? You ever met anybody like that? They had it and they knew they had it. Huh? You ask them, well, you know, don't you need the Lord? I don't need the Lord. I don't need God. I got my money. I got my insurance. I got my family. Come on. You know. Goes on and says, uh, Violence covereth them like a garment. They are destitute of tenderness, of sympathy or compassion. They are hard people. Hard to get along with. Uh, their eyes stand out with the fatness. You ever met somebody like that? When I was younger, um, there were several people that came through who were pretty hefty, uh, and their eyes stood out. And later on, I found out they were multi-millionaires. Whenever I did some work over in uh, China, and I flew over there, the first two times I flew over there, I was hefty too, huh? 
The last time I flew over there, I lost a bunch of weight. And they were acting like, hmm, are you okay? Huh? Because in some cultures, being big and hefty is associated with money and power and strength. Okay? And so, their, uh, their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They're in so much possession of things. Huh? We can think of something real quick, can't we? Real quick. Huh? What's his first name? Musk? Elon. Elon. What's the guy that owns uh, um, Amazon? Bezos. Yeah, that's the way my wife pronounces them. Bezos. And so... Uh, goes on and says they are corrupt and they speak wickedly. Here in that word corrupt, it means that they mock and deride religion and things that are of God. They mock them. And to speak wickedly means that they are arrogant in their language. They don't care who they offend. They don't care what they say. They don't care how they say it. They say what they want to say. We see those type people in our society, more so in the last several years in, in our government area. It's just it's all across the board. Said they set their mouth against the heavens. Folks, let me tell you something. There are a lot of people, they are like this. Asaph became envious of this man. I wish I had that kind of money. I wish I was successful like him. I wish, come on, we must be careful Amen. that we do not become envious of these that are in our country today or maybe outside of our country to say, I wish I was like Mr. Putin with all that power and billions of dollars. Come on, you'd be surprised. There have been people until he invaded uh, Ukraine that was saying they really like Putin. They, they liked the way he did things. In our country, a dictator. They set their mouths against heavens. Their tongues walk through the earth. It means they not only speak against heaven, but they speak against godly people, righteous people, good things. They speak against those things and speak for wicked things. And then they say, how does God know? How does he know? Huh? Does he really know? Is there really knowledge in the most high God? You know, he's kind of like, you know, the thermostat on the AC. He knows. No. God knows. This is the man or the type people that Asaph had become envious of. Huh? There are millions of people in America today that are chasing after this type of person. They are patterning their life after this type of person because look what they got. Look how they have succeeded. Look at all their wealth. Look at the way they've gone. Asaph had even done that. And then Asaph began to think, have I cleansed my heart in vain? Huh? 
Have I washed my hands in innocency? In other words, have I lived this way? Have I lived holy? Have I lived righteous? And when I say holy, I'm not talking about holiness. I'm talking about the holiness of God that every Christian is supposed to live. Yeah. Come on. Have I cleansed my heart in vain? Is this just useless? Yeah, come on. Does this not really even count? Yeah. Huh? And he said, for all the day long, I've been plagued. And I've been chastened every morning. You ever feel like you wake up to one more trouble and one more trial every day? Every day. Every day. Every day. I'll give you a little secret. That means you're still in the fight. Okay? You're still in the fight. And if I say... I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation. In other words, if I, if I talk about any of these feelings that I have, I'm going to be, gen uh, you know, offending the generation of your children. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. And it's right. Yeah. You have to be careful about what you talk about, yeah. your feelings. Yeah. Be careful about talking about the preacher, preacher's wife, the deacons, other people in the church. Because you may say, well, I'm not really talking bad about that particular one, but your children may not hear all of the conversation. And it will affect them. Okay? It will affect them. When we talk, our children listen. Yeah, but I sent them out the room. But you don't know. Your children are like my children. They walk out the room, they close the door, and then they get a glass and they're kind of listening on the door. Huh? Or they're peeking through the, the, the keyhole and listening through there. So, yes, amen. And so it is important because a lot of times Satan is doing what he can to divide the brethren. Mm -hmm. Cause strife between us. Huh? There are little things. Folks, little things. Yes. Don't let things get like that. Right. Don't do that. And then he said, Asaph said, and found the right place to get help from. Yeah. Said, until I went into the sanctuary of God, yeah. then I understood yeah. their thing. Yeah. The way for us yeah. to understand more about life and what's going on is for us to be in church, yeah. to hear the expounding of the word of God. And we're getting... Uh, ice cream and cotton candy everywhere we go as far as preaching wise then we're not getting anything we need some meat we need some meat that'll get down close to where we're living at getting on our toes some amen and you know I, I don't like it but there are times I offend you and I know I do I'm sorry I don't want to offend you I don't want to hurt your feelings but neither can I back up from what thus yeah. saith the Lord. Yeah. And so here he uh, he went into the house of the Lord and when he went there he began to understand. He said surely thou didst uh, set them in slippery places. I was at the Mexican restaurant today eating uh, El Rincon Cito. And uh, 
one of the boy, you should, I, I don't think I've ever seen them waiter, waiters and waitresses. They were just, they had a house full and they were getting around and one particular guy had two glasses. He came around the corner and, and he almost lost it. Huh? That's what the Lord does to those people who are wicked, who are ungodly, who uh, Asaph was uh, envious of. He sets them into slippery places. They're going to slip. And there are times that they will slip in a major way and you may never hear of it. Huh? In years gone by, my dad's business put us in places where we would uh, uh, be dealing with millionaires and multimillionaires. And, uh, and there were times these people would have big money, but yet they'd have to go file for bankruptcy because somebody had sued them trying to hide their money. Come on. Why? There were people like Asa was looking at and so the lord puts them in slippery places now cast them down into destruction how are they brought into desolation as in a moment a wink of an eye just like that things can go from being on top of the world to nothing they are utterly consumed with terror I told you about, um, I almost mentioned his name right there, but uh, I remember it now. His name was Lou Guerra. He was a salesman for Robin Tech Pike. Y'all probably never heard of Robin Tech Pike, but they were one of the first people in the United States to make PVC pipe and large diameter pipe and all that. They were one of the first uh, people there they innovated certain things and Lou Gator would come to our little old dinky office. I think about it now and almost laugh. Uh, we had almost dirt floors because the carpet, we never could keep the vacuum cleaners going. Contractors coming in and out so much in our little office. And uh, he would come in and he was, he was really nice to us. He was really good to us. And I could call him sometimes and say, Lou, I'm bidding a job and I've gotten the last look on something and we're 15 cents too high. Can you help me with that? He said, oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. Come on, we win that big bid, hundreds of thousands of dollars at times. And uh, I remember he sent me the first spiral cut ham I ever had from Honey Ham. Maybe that's the reason I remember him all the way to this day right now is because maybe that ham. But it was actually because I got to talking to him about the Lord. I hadn't been saved very long, but I got to talking to him. And um, he basically told me, he said, I got everything I need. He had those fat eyes. Come on. And uh, he said, uh, he said, Jeff, what are you talking about? I said, to be able to go to bed at night and lay your head down and not worry about anything because you know God's got it all under control. You're not worried about somebody breaking in. You're not worried about dying in your sleep. You're not worried about any of that. 
And when I said that, he looked at me. He said, oh, Jeff. He said, you just don't know. He said, every night when I go to sleep, I go to bed with a 38 under my pillow. He said, I'm worried about somebody coming in and trying to either uh, kidnap me or steal my money or whatever. To my knowledge, I don't know if he ever got it right. They need the Lord. Amen. Their destruction comes quickly. Amen. Yes. I, I said all that to say this, within just a matter of a few months, not at that particular time, but a, a couple years later, Robin Tech closed the doors and filed for bankruptcy. Huh? Out of business. Huh? And so, here the scripture says how they are brought to desolation in a moment and they are utterly consumed with terrors. Fear. Any of you in here ever invested in in the stock market? Huh? I kept getting people send me texts, you might remember some of it, or emails, I mean, saying, I understand you are investing in stock. Well, on one of my loan applications to one of my banks, they said, why do you want this loan? And I said, to buy inventory or stock. That's apparently where they got it from. And so they were contacting me wanting to sell me it. I never have. But you know what? I know people who have invested in that. And when things are going down, they're constantly looking at that stock market. They are glued to that. Going down and coming up, worried about their money, trying to move money from here to there. All it's too much. Yeah. It's just too much. I know of some folks that uh, were making it really good in day stocks. You ever been interested in doing day stocks? You know, people make lots of money in day stocks. There's a lot more that lost everything in day stocks. And I know a couple of them. Huh? And uh, the other thing, too, is if you do do investment in stocks, don't, don't follow the advice of somebody that's got a lot of money to burn when you don't. Because you may follow them all the way down. And when they hit bottom, it's all right. They still got plenty more money. But that might have been your last nickel or dime. And so he, he looked at them that they're consumed utterly, uh, utterly consumed with tears. As a dream when, when one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Let me tell you, the Lord is really graceful. He gives people a long rope. Yes, a long rope. You've seen the hangman's noose, haven't you? With the hangman's noose, when they do it, they have to calculate your body weight and how far the drop is that they have to figure out the length of it. Because if they make it too short, it won't break your neck. The longer it is, and as long as there's 
place to go, the more it'll snap up. The Lord is gracious to us. He gives us a long rope. But when judgment comes, if we've taken it out to the maximum amount, when he snaps it back, it will be sad. Sad. Said, he said, Thus my heart was grieved and I was pricked in my reins. My reins. Who in here has reins? You got them, Brother Jackie. You got them. You got reins. Huh? Did you know that? You got reins. You got you don't have no kidneys anymore? That's a Hebrew word for kidneys. The Jews believe that just above the kidneys is where the adrenal gland is. And they said that that was the seat of the soul. And so he said, thus my heart was grieved and I was pricked in my soul. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Yes. You know, there are times we let our minds and our souls get off on a tangent sometimes. But oh, aren't you glad you didn't leave the house of God? Amen. Aren't you glad you didn't leave the Lord? Aren't you glad you didn't give up on God? Amen. Because I don't know about you, but when I found myself at the end of that tangent, and I began to think, oh, Lord, I could have made shipwreck of my soul. Thank the Lord. That's where he was at. He said, but I'm glad I did not leave you. He said, thou hast guided me with thy counsel. And afterward, receive me to glory. Yes. He will guide us with counsel. Yes, <coughs> counsel is a funny thing. Now, it used to be, back during the time of the prophets, when you'd come and ask advice, you had to bring a gift. Amen. Huh? And then, there are still times you may come before the prophet, like Nahum did, and uh, whenever you get finished, the prophet rejected his gift, and not only rejected his gift, told him to go and wash in that old miry Jordan River. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And he said, I'm not going to do that. But he finally did, and he was healed. Yeah. I had some folks years ago ask me the question. <laughs> yeah, I know you're going to think this is silly. They said, Brother Jeff, do we need to move closer to the church or farther away from the church? <laughs> they were already having a hard time making the church. There were times I'd slip them a little money to help them with gas money, uh, you know. And so I told them, I said, I believe it'd be better for y'all to move closer to the church. And you know what they did, don't you? That wasn't one time 
That wasn't twice. I've had that several times through my pastor. <clears throat> I guess in the last few years, I've had a situation where people will say things to me like this now. This was the generation we're in. Said, but you're just a man. You know, I don't promote myself as being real big. I've been in places and churches where the pastor was an egomaniac. It was his way or the highway. It was, you know, you got to honor me. And all. I've never been like that. But I'm saying carefully, folks, I don't put out just loose words. And a lot of times when I say things, I might not say, thus saith the Lord. No. I may just say, I would be careful of that. I don't think I would do that. Right. We need to take those words more seriously. Yeah. Okay? A lot of those people who did not take words, and it was not because of me, because a lot of times I say things that surprise me, and I'm thinking, why would I say that? Huh? But a lot of people that said, oh, that was just, he's just a man. There's nothing to him. They made shipwreck. They're not amongst us. They're not among others. Some are among others, but they're heading toward nothing. <coughs> Let's be careful, folks. Yeah. Let's be careful. And so, said, um, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. Afterward, receive me to glory. Let me make one other point while I'm here. I know the scripture says there is safety in the multitude of counselors. But then there is also the issue of having too many counselors. Okay. I did make a mistake with one of my sons. I shouldn't even have said that part. <clears throat> I did make a mistake Someone lived way off. Write that from the record anyway. Someone that I knew lives way off was having some issues in the church. Came to me, wanted me to settle issues that were easily a thousand miles away. Now I said, I'm not in a position to do that. You know why? I don't have boots on the ground. I can't see what's going on. When you have boots on the ground, it changes your responses That's right. into those folks who are off somewhere and don't know all the background story. Yes. Amen. Be careful of the counsels. Yes. But the Lord will guide us and afterward receive me to glory. Whom I have, whom have I in heaven but thee? Mother and father may be there. Brother and sister may be there. Friends and others. But you know what? They're there. But they cannot change us and they cannot help us. No, they Only the Lord. Yeah. Only the Lord. There is none upon earth that I desire besides thee. He said, my flesh and my heart faileth. But God is my strength. Is the strength of my heart. And my portion forever. 
Can I tell you the reason why you made it through the last trial and the reason you'll make it through the next trial? Amen. It's not because of your flesh or your heart, but because the Lord will strengthen your heart. He will give you a, uh, a, a divine power to be able to get through that. And you may think, I'm just falling through this. That's what, it doesn't matter if the Lord's pushing you forward. You're getting through it. Amen. Sometimes it's the push that we have to go through to learn what God is trying to help us in those times. And so he said, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they, talking about those evil men, are far from thee, shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee, going off into different beliefs and doctrines and teachings contrary to this. Okay. But it is good for me and it is good for you to draw near to God. Amen. Let's do like Asaph. He says, I have put my trust in the Lord God. I'm going to trust him. Mm -hmm. Trust is something different than working situations out. Trust means I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to take my hands off. And I believe yeah. you're going to fix God. it. Okay. There are times we've got to step in. But most of the time when we step in, I can tell you, I have a tendency of messing things up really good. That's why I'm going to trust God. Amen. I'm going to trust his ways. I will trust in the Lord God that I may declare all of his works. All of his works are good. Amen. When he allows trust, trials, temptation, so Sheila be getting us a song. Whatever may come our way. I don't, I know there are different beliefs, maybe even under the sound of my voice here, but I don't think things happen by accident. No, they don't. I think God has a purpose in it. He's got a lesson in each thing we go through. And my big problem early on when I was a young Christian is I didn't recognize that if I failed the test, Jamie, I had to do a retest. <laughs> and then I didn't realize that even if I passed the test, there's the end of the year exam. Huh? And then sometimes you have to go back to it again later on because maybe you forgot some of the details of it. I want to tell you something. God will bring us through it all. Yes, he is so good. He wants us to make it. Yes, he, he wants us to be overcomers. And he wants us to be a reflection Amen. of his glory. Yes, I appreciate yes. the Lord. I hope some of this has helped you. And... Uh, so let's come, let's draw nigh unto the Lord. Let's look unto his counsels and his help. Come.